Oh god. Don't like it. I just I can't I can't look at the screen. Oh my god, he's such an idiot. Stop doing this. Are you sure you don't see anything? Because this is just like setting it up. Oh, we're gonna see like a footprint or something, aren't we? <gasps> no. Oh. oh, don't look under the door, you. Oh. No. Oh, Harley just came in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story. A story that endures. A ghost story. On a dark, treacherous November night in 1965, bride-to-be Suzanne Brown was returning from her hen night with her friends when her Ford Cortina spun out of control, fatally colliding with a Jaguar. The car, not the animal. It was near the bridge over the old Chatham Road. Suzanne was due to marry the next day. All three women tragically died. Like a stain that refuses to wash out, since that fatal night, something remains on that old road linking Medway and Maidstone. You may have driven along the A229 countless of times, and not have been aware of the many sightings of the Bluebell Hill Ghost. Why are you saying it like that? What? Bluebell Hill Ghost. Not Blue Bell Hill Ghost. Of the Blue Bell Hill Ghost. <laughs> Still doing it, but okay. Four years after the accident, a man making his way home to Rochester, he saw two pedestrians, only to suddenly disappear. On a separate incident, he witnessed the same pedestrians again, walking across the road, only this time a car drove straight through them. In 1971... A man was driving home from work when a 20-something woman appeared in front of his car. He offered her a lift, but when she got out of the passenger seat, she vanished into thin air. There is numerous reports of this phantom hitchhiker along this road. One such account revolves around a member of the Kent Ambulance Service, who was driving up Bluebell Hill after dropping off a patient at Maidstone Hospital late one Christmas Eve night. He and his co-worker noticed a woman wearing a wedding dress step out into the road. She wanted a lift, so this man opened the rear of the ambulance to allow her on board. When they arrived in Rochester, he called out to the woman, turning his head, only to discover the ambulance was empty. Another spirit you need to be on alert for is a woman wearing a red scarf. Motorists have reported how she appears directly in front of their vehicles, staring intently right into their eyes, before hitting her with the body disappearing under the bonnet. Horrified, they slam on their brakes and go to the woman's aid, only to find that there is no body to be found. Police have been called in enough times to search the scene that it has become a legend. 
Whatever is occurring on Bluebell Hill, there is a dark aura many have felt, a stain that won't wash away. It's a ghost story that's close to home. Like this film. Yes, welcome everyone to Scaring Sam. We're your hosts, James. And Sam. And this episode, we're <laughs> discussing Paranormal Activity, directed by Onren Pelly, which was made on a budget of $15,000. It grossed nearly $195 million worldwide. I mean, that's, that's pretty good, isn't it? Pretty good. All these studio execs were like, ooh, money for nothing. Filmed over seven days, apparently. God, really? Seven days and nights. Sometimes I don't shit for seven days. That's amazing. <laughs> My God. And it became the second most profitable film of all time when this article I just read was written. I should add to that. Clearly, because of how successful and profitable this money-making franchise was, it spawned this resurgence in the found footage craze mm. in the horror genre. And the plot is, well, it's involves around a reasonably well-off couple, Katie and Mika, also the actors' names. Oh. Yeah. And they're dealing with a haunting, basically. That's it. They're dealing with paranormal activity <laughs> in their house. It gets progressively worse over a course of so many nights. That's it. That's it. That's the film. Yeah, it's very simple, isn't it? Okay, I just want to add that before we watched this, or before I watched this at least, I was really not looking forward to it. Oh, I don't really know how to explain it. It's just because because it's shot in like a realistic way. Realistic how, Sam? How? It's set up like it's real life. I don't like that. Give me sci-fi or anything fantasy-based. Even just somewhere I'm likely to, like, not be. Like, not in a house. Like, in the dark. <laughs> you know I don't like the dark. It just makes my mind wander. Wander in the darkness, in the unknown. Because it's too close to home. Yes. Like... The real-life haunting I described at the start of the episode. Yeah, so it's close to home, and unlike other found-footage horror films, where they come up with some convoluted reason why the camera kept on rolling, talking to you, Cloverfield, Mika specifically bought the camera to capture paranormal activity. So, of course, he's going to keep on recording when the shit hits the fan. When we finally move into our house, you're never allowed to do anything like that. If there is some kind of ghost or something weird in the house, you're not recording it. You're not doing anything like that. Okay? I'm just putting that out there. So you got like a... What are they called? Like those CCTV or whatever it's called. For your house. It's like having a baby camera, isn't it? Yeah, thank you. Like a baby camera. Or like my brother, he's got like this kind of security in his house. And you get little pings on your phone where it's like there's activity. <laughs> oh, God. But of course, it's usually his cat. Hey, but... why hasn't someone done a film about that? Things just peeping up on your baby monitor. 
Well, there's a lot of real life footage of that on YouTube. Of course, I'm drawn to this real life ghost footage. I don't want to see anything like that. Well, the thing is, now you don't know if it's all photoshopped or not, but I personally wouldn't want to record something overnight. Say, footage of us sleeping and then no. seeing something. No. No. Like, I don't want anything visual or any sounds. Like, I have had sleep apps before where they want to record yes. your movement and also your sound, and I turn the sound off because I don't want to hear anything. If there's a slight kind of murmur, nope, I don't want to hear it. That brings me to a video I watched on YouTube where a woman, like, uploaded her sleep app recordings and she's, like, talking in her sleep and she says, like, saying, like, what are you doing? And then you hear this male voice going, go back to sleep. She thinks it was a burglar or someone who broke into her house because you can hear the voice clearly. It's not those stupid little ghost recordings, like, is anybody mm. there? And then you can interpret whatever the sound is afterwards. Usually it's a fart and they go... Oh, it's a ghost saying, I'm here. I'm here. Hmm. No, this is clear as day. That would freak me the fuck out if I heard that. Yeah, I don't want any of that, thanks. So, no, we are not doing this. (laughs) Oh. Right. Let's get to it then, shall we? After Mika fails at his first attempt to make a sex tape, seems to be an ongoing thing with him, there's night one, and I don't think you... See anything, hear anything, except for this low, imposing hum, which starts to accompany all the night scenes. It's a little bit disconcerting, isn't it? Mm. A little bit unnerving. Yeah, it makes you feel a bit uneasy. And when I saw this in a cinema, when it came out, you could literally feel asses clenching in their seats, in unison. (laughs) You like saying things like that. You've said that about another film, I think. But it's true, you could just feel this very oppressive tension in the air. Every time there was a night scene, you just... Butt clenching. (laughs) Yeah, it was like a gravitational wave created by arse clenching. You could just feel the whole audience just stiffening up. And I did my little bit of research, and it's not this alleged infrasound, which horror films occasionally use which is low frequency we can't hear it but it's meant to unnerve us because apparently when there's earthquakes or stuff like that that creates infrasound Mm. so maybe it's a primal thing that we react to it it's not infrasound it's sub bass frequencies which are still audible to some extent but it still affects us it still unnerves us and they use it to great effect in this film it's incredibly unnerving It instantly makes you feel uncomfortable. It's the anticipation of expecting something to happen to appear in that darkened corridor. But then the psychic arrives and an exposition dump arrives. Katie reveals she's experienced paranormal activity as a child since she was eight alongside her younger sister, Christy, who you meet in the sequel. Apparently... They saw a dark figure at the foot of their bed, because everyone wants to see that, don't they? Mm. Which happens. They're called shadow people. People have witnessed this in their lives. They see them at the corner of their eye, because that's really what you want to see in your house. Yeah. Because... You're making me like there's a corner over there. I don't like that. Apparently, you look and then they pull back. 
No. And then sometimes there's a full-bodied manifestation (laughs) where you see something at the end of your bed. Why are you telling me this? Oh, right. So the true life ghost story at the start didn't freak you out, but it does. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's... The the ghost story is in a specific location, isn't it? This is just... This is in the house. Well, this stuff makes me hard, okay? I like researching this stuff. Not not literally, like... <laughs> it makes me... How, how can I paraphrase this? It makes <laughs> I'm me... I'm slightly concerned now. <laughs> it makes me hard in the head. It's like a good ghost story, okay? I like to read this stuff. Mm, okay. It makes me think there's more out there in the world instead of our monotonous existence. There's something else. There's yetis and there's UFOs and there's, I don't know, chubacabra. I don't know. And a cat sleeping in the corner. Okay, so Shadow People is an ongoing paranormal phenomena. I think you would have seen one by now if it was in this house, okay? Nobody knows what they are. People speculate. Are they ghosts? Are they something else? Apparently they feed on negative emotion, which apparently this thing does, which kind of suggests there's some kind of tension in this relationship between Katie Mm. and Mika because it appears to be connected to Katie. So that says to me, something's a bit off in this relationship. Off being that he is an absolute dick. (laughs) He does not respect her feelings. We'll come back to this later. Yes. And there's always that point in these haunted house movies where the owners can't take it anymore, so they call in a specialist to deal with the ghost or demon. Usually happens a lot later on in the film, kind of happens right at the start of this film. Yeah, because it's been going on for a while, hasn't it? So she wants to nip it in the bud. So you have the priest, the medium, the paranormal investigator, and they recite some Bible passages, cleanse the place with sage, some mystical shit. No, that's not going to work for me. If our new home is haunted, we're fucked because I don't believe in God or the devil or anything contained in the pages of the Bible. And if any of our listeners do believe, great, you do you. But if an exorcist said we needed to carry round a cross at all times or read a passage, whatever, in the book of Revelations, then it would be like using a vibrator with 10% charge. It's not going to get the job done. (laughs) Isn't it the belief in that? object or those words though is that's that's what's actually protecting you well yes and this kind of brings up the idea of topas which i've kind of got deep into i think this is um some eastern belief that topas is something you put so much belief into it becomes real in reality Mm -hmm. you literally manifest things into reality it's the power of belief so exactly yeah like in Fright Night with um, Peter Vincent, he holds the cross up in front of the vampire and it doesn't work because he doesn't actually believe mm-hmm. it works. The cross is just a symbol to me. It has no power behind it. What would happen in one of these movies if the characters were hardcore atheists? Who do they call for help? The Ghostbusters? <laughs> what would happen if the ghost or demon haunting the house was an atheist? I've never seen that in a horror movie before. The priest looks stumped because reciting from the Bible isn't working. Oh, when he was alive, the only thing the ghost believed in was magic in the theatre. Okay, so let's rewind a bit, go back into the film. (laughs) So he set the camera up in the bedroom and I'm automatically like, nope, don't like this. So night one, as soon as the light went off, I couldn't stop looking at the corridor. 
I just couldn't, like, I was just imagining something appearing, like anything, like, I don't know what. Then there was like a hum and a fuzzy sound kind of thing. And that was freaking me out. It just felt really uneasy. That corridor is literally in your line of sight, isn't it? Yeah. It's just pitch black right there. Anything could come out at any second. Mm -hmm. But then nothing happens. Now, you've been spoiled by watching Host before this film. Yeah. And then night two, nothing happens. Night three, the door moved. All on its own. No thanks. (laughs) Um, And I'd just like to add that my mum recently put WD-40 on the um, hinges of her door because it was squeaking and now the door moves freely <laughs> on its own. So you got a draft in his house? No. So if you kind of open the door, it will then kind of swing back, but it doesn't swing back straight away. It's really freaky when it, when it happens. But OK, obviously this is based on real life accounts and recordings of hauntings. Why do ghosts open doors very slowly. If a ghost opened the door, wouldn't it just open normally or slam shut? I don't know. We don't poke a door and it goes, and then walk through. Well, if you imagine it with my imagination, I can just see the ghost kind of, or whatever it is, just pushing the door open and just standing there and then gazing through into the room and fixing their eyes on their subjects. Oh, we should add at this point that the psychic reveals it's not a ghost, it's a demon, and it can lay dormant for years, and it likely wants Katie. She wakes up. Katie wakes up from a bang, doesn't she? So a pigeon hitting the window. No, it's somewhere in the house. But, like, noises freak me out. When we first, um, we first got the cats, like, the noises that they were making were just ma- waking me up in the night. Like, I'm like, what's that? <laughs> I've got used to it now, but... It's three o'clock and I want to run really fast. Yeah, I mean, that still wakes me up, but... And it wakes me up when one of them knocks something off a shelf. You know, as cats do. I wake when one jumps on my bladder in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah, that's fun. I'm surprised none of this camera footage ever caught either one of them farting. We should have a scene where, like, Mika rips one and wakes up Katie. <laughs> what's that? Dad jokes. Anyway, then, how can I put this? Mika is an ass, right? He's calling this thing out. He's saying, come on then, out you come, show yourself. It just really annoys me. And then we get to night 13, and I just don't like it. I just don't like it. The camera's moving suddenly around everywhere. I'm just expecting something to pop out. Like in Host, and I know I'm comparing it, but I'm just expecting that jump scare. And I know, obviously, that's not going to happen here, but they Mm. hear a loud roar, don't they? Or something screaming and banging downstairs. Do we hear the roar? Yeah, in my notes, I've got that there was a loud roar or a scream. And then the ceiling lights um, swinging around. There's a, part, there's a part I remember Katie saying she hears scratching and someone whispering her name, but we don't get to hear that. But then they go back upstairs, don't they? And then they hear footsteps when they're both in bed. I really didn't like that. It just, it really, like, it makes my toes curl. Like, 
my feet are clenched. Like, I don't like it. <sighs> because in that moment, if it happened to you, you're lying in bed, you're in a vulnerable position, mm. you've heard something walk upstairs, and then there's, <sighs> that, and then there's that pause, it's that anticipation of fear, because you're expecting something to happen, you're expecting to see something. Mm. And that's, do you remember a little, a little while ago, I asked you to sleep on the other side of the bed because I wanted you to protect me. It's exactly, I didn't hear anything, but I just felt like something was there. Sure, you want the cat? I think I'd had um, some nightmares or something, maybe the night before. And I just felt very vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, but your nightmares usually involve around a giant kaiju monster eating people. No, that was one time. I think it was like five times that happened. No. It might have happened five times in a row. But I always find a great way to freak you out is when we're video chatting and I go, what's that behind you? That usually works. Yes, it does, and that's really not appreciated. I know. Right, so anyway, back to Mika being an absolute arsehole. He then goes and gets a bloody Ouija board. She tells him no. Even though Ouija boards are owned by Hasbro now. Kind of weird. Just seriously. See, I was always Why warned off of Ouija boards because my mum, the ever overprotective mother, she referred to a story of when she was a teenager and there was a bunch of girls, kind of mean girls, and they had a sleepover. Mum wasn't invited. But they had a sleepover and allegedly they used a Ouija board and they freaked themselves out so much they were never the same again. And since then, Mum was like, no, you're not going to use a Ouija board. Don't ever use a Ouija board. Mum, I watch more horror films than you. I know the rules, OK? <laughs> I mean, I haven't watched as many films as you, and still I will not use one. Um, but he uses one, and he's an asshole, and he doesn't know how to turn on the lights. <laughs> Yeah, because Mika is practically giddy that this might be a demon haunting Katie. This experience isn't new for her, but Mika feels justified to recall. Because, of course, Katie is getting a bit annoyed at this point. Mm -hmm. But he justifies it because he wasn't told about any of this before they moved in together. Well, it's not like, oh, I've had an experience when I was 10 years old. So I need to tell you about it because it might happen again. How are you going to know it's going to happen again? Yeah, and how can this discussion come up organically? Yeah. You're not going to talk about it on your first date. And if you do, there's not going to be a second one. <laughs> so Someone think you're crazy. <laughs> unless they're into horror films, and I'm going to assume Katie, because of her life experiences, isn't going to be someone who likes horror films mm. unless they watch something that then allows her to bring this up in conversation, it's never going to come up in conversation, is it? So Mika, for whatever reason, he's starting to experience it, now he's moved in with Katie, and he wants to buy a camcorder. I mean, what is his end goal here? Does he want to upload this footage onto YouTube? Does he want to sell it? I really don't know. I just think he's an idiot. He's just an idiot. Can't turn the lights on. He's calling the thing out. So obviously it's going to get worse. But look at the house. It's quite a well-off house. And this is California. I know for a fact rent is high as fuck in California. 
So if they can afford this house, they are well off. So what does he expect to get out of this? If he's trying to sell the footage or, I don't know, rent out their property to paranormal investigators, they don't really need the extra income, do they? So I don't understand why he continues persevering with this when Katie is so insistent that she doesn't want to participate anymore. I don't know. It's just set in his ways. Because something is invading his home, he has to take care of it. But his solution is to keep recording? I mean, lots of things happen now. Obviously, it's it's happening all the time. Um, I've got one note here. I just can't stop hiding behind my hands. I don't know what happened on that night. That's all I wrote. <laughs> well, after the Ouija board, Katie is pissed. She gets possessed or whatever it is by this demon. And then he gets killed. And then right at the end... Well, you didn't see... I had a teeny tiny little gap out of my fingers. Well, <laughs> she kind of like lunges at the camera and she kind of like develops demon teeth. And then it goes black. Yeah. And then I wanted to watch something nice. I wanted to watch something nice after that. Okay, so you might have guessed that we actually recorded my reactions um, watching this film. So we're just going to... Have a little listen. <laughs> well, should we give it a name, this new section? Like something flashy. Scarorama. No. Audio dump. Yes, it could be an audio dump. Nothing? You got nothing? No. I got nothing. Look at those flowers. Yeah. That'd be something good for the wedding. <laughs> Trust me to see something in a horror film that I'm like... Oh, yeah, these flowers would be great for our wedding. <laughs> I can't even remember what they looked like. It's not just scared, Sam. Mmm. Inspiration. <laughs> okay, let's hear what's next. I don't want to look. James, I don't like this. <laughs> Am I actually going to see like a... um? Oh, I'm hiding behind my hands, Ding. aren't I? Yeah. No, I know what I mean. So it's just that we see things move. Yeah. I'm like, please reassure me that nothing's going to happen. I don't want to see anything. Please tell me it's so. <laughs> oh. I think it'd be less scary if you saw something, though. I don't know. I feel like you'd also lie to me as well. Like, yes. You don't see anything. Of course you don't. I did that in host, okay? It was the only time. <laughs> right, okay, next. If something like this ever happens to us, I don't want you recording. I don't want you setting up a camera because I don't want to see that kind of thing. Okay? Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, so... <laughs> That's our binding... <laughs> contract? Yes. Audio contract there. That when Neither of us are going to set anything up. I know we've already discussed that, but... Whilst watching the film, I was like, it's not happening. You're not recording anything. What's next? <laughs> hey, James. Um, just so you know, before we start living together... Nothing scares me like this. 
I don't have anything haunting me. <laughs> or do I? Do I have anything haunting me? No, I don't. Oh, it just makes you feel uneasy. I can't stop looking in the corridor, though. I don't want to look in the corridor. Yeah, it's... Just having that corridor... Just... Your eyes are automatically... Excuse me, what are you doing? You're Touching shaking the my mic. feet. <laughs> well, that's my reaction to the corridor, James. I don't like it. You, you just... Oh, I don't know how to describe it. I just don't... I don't like the unknown. Nobody does. You are human. I can't say my H's. You are human. You are human. <laughs> you are hummus. Hummus? Caramelised onion hummus? Is that what you want to be? Is that, is that your life goal? hummus. <laughs> anyway. Because the camera's like moving around so much, I'm just expecting something to pop out. Does anything pop out, James? No, it's not my post. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Reassure me again. <laughs> oh, don't like the dark. Nope. No, I don't want to look down in the corridor. <laughs> oh. What was that? Footsteps? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. I'm just like, it's it's funny going back to listen to how I was reacting to it. Like, no, I don't want to look. <laughs> oh, dear. It did really scare me, though. I really didn't like it. The film in general or just the corridor? It's just anything in the dark. Although, oh, I don't know. No, I didn't. I didn't. The corridor's like the main thing, but. Yeah, let's watch David Attenborough. <laughs> let's watch something with animals. <laughs> always. Always watch David Attenborough. That always makes me feel better. <laughs> I don't like this. She's just going to be randomly somewhere. Yeah, turn on all the lights. <laughs> Stop going round in the dark, asshole. Oh, no. Can you turn a fucking light on, please? <laughs> Seriously, man, turn a light on. I'm literally ha hiding behind my hands right now. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Don't like the dark. Turn on the lights. Yeah, you turn No, them. don't come out. <laughs> Idiot. I was hiding behind my hands. No, you didn't see. <laughs> I did free the crack of my finger. <laughs> oh, dear. I do like telling people off, don't I? Only the ones you love. Mm, no, I don't love Mika. He's a dick. Turn on the lights. People seriously need to learn on how to turn... Learn on? They need to learn how to turn on and off lights. If you don't know how to turn it off, just keep it on. <laughs> well, OK, as an experiment, we should make a realistic horror film where characters, when they investigate turn the lights on as they go from room to room yeah and we see if it's scary or not okay I wonder if there is a film already like that oh sorry what they going from room to room in this scary house turn the lights on and then oh 
they turn the light on, they catch like a ghost in the corner eating Doritos and saying, oh shit, you, you caught me. That's not scary. Mm. Oh, oh, it's our <laughs> <laughs> Right, what's next? He is such a dick. She clearly said she didn't want it to happen. Oh, Ouija board, yeah. He's playing with fire. Yep, he is, but it's okay. He gets his... His knuppance. Mm. <laughs> it looks like our floor is covered in talcum powder, yes. <laughs> what? Talcum powder on the floor? Yeah, the demon's footprints. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Again. We're not doing anything like that. But how is that, Mika? handling the situation I don't know but yeah don't do anything don't pour talcum powder on the floor James it's going to be a pain in the ass to hoover up it really would that was going to be my main point (laughs) I just don't like the camera panning in the darkness Harley can you come and protect me please (laughs) you don't like the dark and if there is the dark the cat will protect you you talking to yourself in the third person? You could hear breathing as well, couldn't you? Oh, that bear. <laughs> oh, why would you do that? Why? Yes, James, I am talking to myself. <laughs> why would you put the camera right on her face when she's crying? <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. This is why I don't like my feet being out of the bed. Oh, I saw a shadow. Yeah. Well, over her. No, on the door. Yeah, I saw a shadow on, on their door. I saw it go over her. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's when she woke up. Oh, I didn't see that. But maybe that's because I was looking in the corridor. <laughs> the corridor. Oh, no. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Again, why I don't like having my feet out the covers. <laughs> yeah, so let's just take a moment to talk about the feet and, like... I've always had that fear of something grabbing my feet. If they're not under covers, then something's going to grab them. I'm going to be yanked off the bed. Okay, so did our parents breed that into us? Or is that some kind of primal DNA where, I don't know, saber-toothed tigers used to like grab cavemen's feet that were sticking out of caves and drag know. them out? It is actually a phobia. Something happened in like our ancestors' past where we were kidnapped in the middle of the night, we were dragged by our feet. Someone's actually put here. When your feet are outside of the covers, it can create an unpleasant feeling of not being secure. That's, yeah, that's... It doesn't explain anything. One moment. Experiments have shown that most people can't just fall asleep at night with their bare feet left uncovered. The study showed that it... It is indeed a powerful manifestation 
of the subconscious mind and that's why most people feel vulnerable about leaving their bare feet exposed. 87% of the population fear having feet grabbed by a boogeyman if left uncovered during sleep, apparently. Interestingly, it's actually been discovered that sleeping with one foot outside your covers can put you to sleep faster and deeper. Yeah, that's not happening with me. I'm just going to say because saber-toothed tigers used to grab cavemen by the feet and drag them out of the cave. Mm. Or a bear or something. Right. Some kind of deadly animal. I think it's going to try and kill him. It's inside her, so... The thing that's controlling her is going to go and get the knife (laughs) that he was waving around in the kitchen before. I predicted it. Maybe not. She's going to come back up, isn't she? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? The end. (laughs) Okay, so everyone's watching the ending. Hmm. Everyone's tense. They're filled with suspense. They don't know what's coming up the stairs. They don't know what they're going to see. And... When Mika was thrown at the camera, there was this great big black guy built like a brick shit house, and he just got up from his seat and he fled the cinema. <laughs> right. Okay. He was like, "No man, no man," and he could not take it at all. This Adonis, this I don't know steroid freak. He was the one person who got up from his seat. And he fled the cinema. And I've never seen that before or since watching a horror film. So there you go. You're being a little bit stereotypical that this big guy is meant to be hard as nuts. like. Yeah, but okay. But out of the entire audience, you wouldn't expect this guy to be the one who like flees the room. Well, what would we do in this situation then? Okay, Sam? You already um, signed the audio contract of (laughs) that you're not going to film anything and you're not doing a Ouija board. Okay, so we're not filming it. We're not going to bring in an expert and if we do, I'll be a dick about it and not listen. Here's my point. Here's what I have an issue with, with these films, which completely pulls me out of the situation. And just it just informs me it's a film. What is the deal with all these demons just possessing random people in the general public? But what are they going to do? Are they going to rise up in the ranks of politics and become the president and then cause a nuclear annihilation and destroy all of God's creatures out of petty spite under orders from their, the devil? Or do they just want to taste the McFlurry for the first time? Who knows? They just want to enjoy the splendour and the orgasmic nature of human existence. They want to go on a swing. They want to ride a roller coaster. They want... I think you're... Enjoy an orgy. I don't know. I think you're thinking too much into this. I really do. They want Um... to taste the delicious majesty of a Nando's. Okay, James. See, it pulls me completely out of... The film and back into reality. 
I don't know. Why are you asking me? But they don't explain it in these other sequels either. And if they do, they it was in the films I gave up on because I got up to Paranormal Activity 4 and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm done. Maybe no one knows. Well, okay. Be creative. You're writers. Come up with some explanations, okay? Something engaging and creative that make me go, ooh. Right, so I just want to summarise why I think this scared me. Maybe everyone already has figured it out. <laughs> I don't like the dark. I think because it was filmed in a home and there was a lot that we just didn't really know, you didn't have this massive storyline at the beginning going back into their lives to show you like what what was going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was all just... No, that's safe for Paranormal Activity 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. 80s VHS footage, apparently. In terms of plausibility, it's kind of starts pulling at the threads of it by that point. Right. It's, it's probably my favourite of the films because, oddly, you see a lot more in the third film set in the past than you do in this one. You think the demons activities would escalate but allegedly katie and her sister have no recollection of all this stuff that happened to them as kids interesting yeah i it's all down to the unknown i I think that's what it is that's the same with the darkness it's like not being able to see so not being able to see whatever this thing is like it just made me uneasy I didn't like it and I was hiding behind my hands I said that really weird I was hiding behind my hands by my hands <laughs> why did you just say that <laughs> then funny. I was hiding behind my hands yes so Sam scared hmm are you claustrophobic well, I don't think so oh we're gonna test that in the next film we're gonna watch what, are you going to put me in a box watching this film or something? That'd be quite an immersive experience. Mm, we could do that. we do that. Why do I open my I'm mouth? I'm going to put you <laughs> in a box. And we've got a box downstairs full of wedding stuff. I'm going to use that and we're going to like uh, saw out a little hole for you to look at while we're watching the next film. Okay, great. Considering how you get when you're hangry, I wouldn't even know if you was possessed by a demon. <laughs> What? What am I saying, Sam? You love me. Yeah, I love you, but when you're hangry, you have the capacity to tear the testicles off of a man. Yeah, pretty much. Always have snacks on you. (laughs) And on that bombshell, this has been Scaring Sam. We have been your hosts. Who's that? Me. Who's me? (laughs) I'm Sam. (laughs) Ah, And I'm James. (laughs) And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ScaringSamPod. How easy is that to remember? I know. Amazing, right? Yeah, and if you don't do social media, you can contact us at ScaringSamPod at gmail.com. And you should, because we're lonely and we like interactions. We'll read every single one of your emails. And when we say we, I mean me, because it's my email account. Oh. Yeah, stay safe. So out I don't there. get to read the emails. No, I just I just hold the phone up to you like there you go. Okay. That's it already. Bye bye. Bye. 
Stay safe out there. Yeah. Tonight. Okay. <laughs> okay.